what's your encouragement, advice? Kind of what's the penultimate thing you would share with them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've moved to the ultimate. <laughs> this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. <laughs> Welcome back to the Beatitudes. I'm Jeff Shufflebine, joined today by my co-host, Paul Kolker. Hey. <laughs> and Nick Besner. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Man, are you excited to have Anthony back for the bonus show? Always. Always you're excited. Every time you've been excited <laughs> yes. about this. Regardless of who the guest Every is, time he's excited Anthony to have. is here. I actually I know why. He, in the last episode, voted you best poem. Yeah. Best poet. You're the poet laureate of Ooh. the Beatitudes. I'm going to give yes. you a little bit of insight on my creative process. Chat GBT. 100%. Wait, did you really? <laughs> I really did. I knew it. Punk. <laughs> I, However, it was very, very wrong in several places. So that, no, but you mean the cheating element. part is the cheating part wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. Who defined the rules? I was just going for max points. <laughs> well, I would just like to say that mine was branded non-GPT, just so, you know, non-GMO. So. Sure. Oh, yeah. very. Yeah, yeah. It's very uh, whole earth That's poetry. It. Yeah. Yours was also the penultimate, which seems like it should. <laughs> Good, uh, good word choice. Listen, Anthony, is there any words in your life? And you can think about this for a second, because I'll mm-hmm. share one of mine. Is there a penultimate? Is one of my words? Like, if somebody uses that, I want to high five them, regardless of the moment. Mm-hmm. My other one is catawampus. Okay. Oh man, things got catawampus when I was doing that penultimate poem earlier. <laughs> what does catawampus mean? It's, it's not right. Off the rails, <laughs> like, a, like a 404 page on your yeah. website. Any words that come to mind for you? Uh, microcosm. Ooh. Ooh. When you started that word, I thought you were going to go to like microchip, but microcosm. <laughs> yeah, microcosm. Yeah, yeah the like mainframe. Small, small world, small mm-hmm. universe, I should say. Oh, it's Cosmos. not. It's that's a, not inside of a computer, is what I just figured oh, out. Oh, yeah. You? Yeah. You, you were way off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrong <laughs> machine altogether. Yeah. It's a microcosm of the bigger picture. Ah, okay. Like Nick, the cosmos, get... right? So like microcosm. So it's like it contains... You can see the big picture. I don't know if you're helping thing. me or demeaning me. No, that's... <laughs> you're mansplaining. <laughs> to another man? Yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anybody have another word? Because I got a question for you. Here's mine. You used to be one of us. You used to be here in North Texas, mm. running around, that's doing right. great that's things. We'd run into each other in places... And you done left us. Uh, yeah. Now we just cry. I defected. <laughs> I defected. <laughs> I, to where did you defect? North. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're well, taking this it back 100, 120, <laughs> no, 150 years. I went to, uh, to Denver, Colorado. Ah. Tell us about the move and the result of the move. What's the world been like for you after leaving North Texas? You were, you were here for so long in your life community here tell us more about this yeah it's uh dallas was the place of sort of like my my origin story and place of a lot of um business like i i kind of came into my own in the in leadership and started this large international community called catholic creatives that that at the time when i left had about five thousand people that were in the community. So it was a lot to manage. And one of the things that I was finding in my life, I think the pandemic really kind of asked a lot of people a lot of questions. It was a big reset for for many reasons. And for me, uh, was very much so one of those. And I was realizing that I had a I had been in places of leadership for the whole time that I had been in Dallas. And the longer that I was in leadership, the less 
actual in-person community of peers that I had. Mm. Um, most of my community was really involved within the the work that I was doing. Yep. And so when I moved to Denver, it was very much a, um, a moment of feeling called to reset my life to start anew in some way and um you know to find a wife which is you know why a lot of people move to denver as well um if you're catholic but yeah, a, lot, uh, a lot of catholics there huh? a lot of catholics <laughs> wow for sure yeah i didn't even know about this so yeah i mean this is where john paul uh you might be responsible for an influx right now because <laughs> this is a show for dudes yeah. <laughs> all right dudes come on actually no wait, wait, stay, stay away, away. Yeah. <laughs> give, give him like a year or give so. me the pool we'll, we'll let yeah. you know when it's safe, <laughs> it's safe to come yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically John Paul the Great, he did his, uh, he did World Youth Day in Denver and there was, there's all these kind of prophetic, uh, words over the, the great renewal happening in Denver, but you have focus there, you have the AI there, you have all of these, uh, great apostolates, the Eucharistic Congress, Eucharistic renewal is being led from there. So it's a place where I would say, um, Dallas is kind of the grassroots, uh, nimble entrepreneurial place of in in the church and of course there's like a really magnificent community here for that but um in denver there's a a really different kind of of catholic community that's very successful and flourishing and um incredibly potent and so it's been a, a place that's been very easy to find community now i have a, a small group that does lord's day suppers and uh a a running dinner party at my home on Sundays every night. And uh, it's just a really rich, very close, tight-knit, small group community, which I have not had uh, in most of my adult life in the church. So it's something that, that really is filling a big gap that's been there for me. I'm excited for your Denver community to be able to listen to your appearances on the Beatitudes. This is a big moment for you as uh, things kind of take off for you in marriage. And, and we should cut the girls part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, they might inbox you. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, we're going to give you a chance to uh, really take it all home by playing the improv game one last mm -hmm. time here on here the bonus. This is a game, y'all, where we read off a character card and a question, and we have to answer the question as if as we are that character. character. Okay. Yes, which uh, on the previous episode, Anthony jumped right in and stole the show. So he'll probably do great at this. Yeah, I don't know how you just decided if this was the Anthony show, but then we wrote poetry <laughs> about you. I think we're changing everything. All Here right, what do we got, Paul? <clears throat> as a constipated sumo wrestler. What? <laughs> you left the card in here, man. <laughs> you have to fill in the blank of I'll never forget blank. I'll never forget that time on my move to Denver. I stopped in Amarillo for the 72-ounce steak, and boy, what was the line? Constipation. <laughs> Constipated sumo wrestler. Yeah. And that 72-ounce steak, it was, it was easy coming in, but I'll just leave it at there. <laughs> okay. I'll never forget. <laughs> A German sumo yeah, wrestler? Shut up. <laughs> shut up about this. I'll never. <laughs> you made it German. You made no, I'll never forget. <laughs> Go for it. I'll never forget when I ate the other wrestler. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> wow. I'll never forget to not take my movements for granted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the Chipotle burrito. 
accent. If we could take his accent and your line, yeah. I think we get it. So I'm going to give you half credit each. Cause Wait, why do you get to decide? Because <laughs> Nick gave me the nod. Oh. Nick and I know. Like, Wait, yeah. so I'm good I'm, with that. I'm no part of this I'll back that. You came apparently. in third. <laughs> okay. I came in dead last. Ah, yeah, okay. so Anthony wins. That's no, incredible. No surprise. Anthony, congratulations on a great victory to you. Uh, so we're talking about all of your creative projects. We're going back into this. Um, this Colby film, if anybody wants to check it out, is Colby's Passion. Passion.org with no apostrophe. No apostrophe. Colby's K-O-L-B-E. Mm-hmm. What other projects have you done that you're either formed you or that you're exceptionally proud of or that are just some sort of a life moment in a project that you've been a part of? Yeah, I'll talk about two of them. One of them was um, as a part of my work with Catholic Creatives, I got to help to start the first Catholic Shark Tank called the OSV Innovation Challenge. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people awesome. out there have have craved for and wanted to see this kind of startup ecosystem happen and um, to find a place where there could be uh, a funding body that, that would uh, pitch really good ideas and encourage and incentivize really good ideas and, and not just good ideas, but good, uh, good business principles. And so um, I, yeah, got to, to partner with them to help to make that and very excited and, and grateful to be, to have been a part of that. I don't know if they're doing it for the next couple of years. I think they're taking a couple of years off, but um, I'm sure that it will be back in some way. I'm also very, very... Um, Real quick on the OSV yeah, challenge. Cool. It, it has impacted so many organizations. Even if they take a break, what they've already done with your help over the last few years mm-hmm. has changed lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they've, I don't even know. I think they've given out close to a million dollars through it. Yeah. Yeah. And OSV, for people who don't know, that's our Sunday visitor. Is that correct? That's right. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Your um, other project. Yeah. The other one would be uh, a children's book that I wrote and published last year uh, for Extraordinary Families. It's called Beagle and the Starstone, and it's a playful retelling of the parable of the Pearl of Great Price of the Buried Treasure. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's absolutely fun and magical. And I love the, uh, you know, a lot of the work that I've been doing in the past has been very infrastructural oriented, like, hey, I'm going to help the business community of the Catholic Church. And um, it was a really good change to be like, I'm going to just help families to have a really, really good time reading to their kids. I like his sales pitch. It's for extraordinary families. I don't know if you're ready <laughs> yeah. for this. You might not be. Uh, Jeff's family is ready for it, though. It's Thank a, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really, the idea, though, is that most most books are written for a very narrow age range, and most extraordinary families, um, Catholic families, have <laughs> uh, <laughs> have a, a greater like spread age spread than what most publishers are publishing in books, mm. and so um, that means that a lot of times, either the older kids, usually just the older kids, go off and they're doing their own thing at bedtime, um, and the parents like will continue reading to the younger kids. Um, and I think that that's that was a problem in my own life. I think that that nighttime ritual of reading together can be can be extended if you do something a little more innovative with the book. So this makes me yeah. think specifically of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Exactly. You know, I can remember my father reading that to me for years mm-hmm. because regardless of what age I was, first of all, I'd fall asleep, so it took a long time to read each of the <laughs> the books, but. It still resonated with me as I became more mature. Or I could grasp a concept better. But as a little kid, I was just fascinated by like the magical feeling of that story. Right. Yeah. So I think that the best children's books are written to be 
uh, not just read for um, like it's this one kid that's go- this age group that's going to be reading it. It's the whole family as a as a unit, and it should be able to be really enjoyed by all of those ages. So that was uh, that that's was the great. goal. And that's uh, great. Makes me think of of like some of the original Pixar movies too, where right. it's just it's a story that anybody can enjoy. But of course, the fact that it's toys that are coming alive or whatever is just magical to kids. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. You- <laughs> Welcome Got to it. 1996. It's like a microcosm <laughs> yeah, the toys of the world. They were alive. Hey, so, you learned a word. Really, the penultimate ah. movie uh, experience. <laughs> That's right. Bring yeah. catawampus after the fourth one. <laughs> you know, writing your second to last book by hand is the penultimate experience. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up here, Anthony, you have been in every side of the creative world. You've seen creatives that are launching new coffee companies, marketing to the masses redesigning a go-to-market strategy. You've seen it all, Mm -hmm. but you've also seen how much it's difficult for a young creative or a Catholic creative to to keep going, to stay focused, to believe that it's going to work out, to have the right resources. What's your encouragement, advice, Kind of what's the penultimate thing you would share with them? <laughs> Just, <laughs> <laughs> We've moved to the ultimate. <laughs> this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Um, yeah. I, I think that in a lot of ways, I've been very inspired by Abraham's story in that he was asked to just sort of leave before he had a clear idea of what the destination was going to look like. And he had this promise that was hanging over him literally in the stars um, for so many years. And I think that um, that really does exemplify the, the, I guess, the call of discipleship, but um, specifically for a creative, you know, our, we never really know exactly what the path is that we're going to be taking. And God calls us, I think, to leave before we have that security, to yeah. leave home and to move out and to go on this journey. And, um, the the path is always winding, but somehow God always provides, and that would be the that would definitely be the the experience that I've had. And that um, I never knew where the next you know paycheck was going to come from, or if I was going to be able to make it, or I was going to be successful. And went through many trials and many very serious uh, dark nights of the soul through the process, but. Uh, God has really shaped me and my character through it and has gotten br- brought me closer to life, to adventure, to joy, to himself, and ultimately to uh, having the impact in the world that, that he's called me to have. And so I just really want to encourage everybody who is creative, that has a creative dream um, for the world, for the church, to, to really dream the dream, to really allow yourself to believe that that's from God and that if it is from God, that he has everything that he needs to supply you for the dream's um, fruition. So that's the, the encouragement. Anthony. That's beautiful. The Holy Spirit's been working through you and touching a lot of lives. Three of them are sitting at this table right now, and we owe you a great deal of gratitude for saying yes to the Lord, for allowing God to work through you. When this show airs and the, the show notes and the comments pop up, I would love for you to be able to see people sharing the ways that you've impacted them. Some are going to be very direct. You know this person. They were at a conference. For a lot of people, though, it's going to be that they experienced something that you built, something that you helped to orchestrate, an event that they were at that moved them. Mm. And if they really were to peel back the layers, maybe they don't even know that you helped to curate that event Mm -hmm. to create that emotion in them. So what you're doing is beautiful, and we will tell you to keep the faith because we're all here cheering for you. Until we see you next time, whether that's in Denver, 
or Dallas, we'll see you in the Eucharist. God bless. See you in the Eucharist, guys. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.